Welcome to the very first episode of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. In this episode, Christina Lynn and myself, Marissa Roy, introduce ourselves and our backgrounds, how we got into fitness, competing, and most importantly, our journey as coaches. And we talk about the goals of the podcast, what the name of our podcast means, and our mission for you guys listening to this podcast today. It's a pretty short episode, but we wanted to give you guys some background on us before we delve deeper into a lot of topics that we're so excited to go over. As always, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, all we ask is that you share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker who would benefit from it. One share can really go a long way and supports our mission to help as many people as possible to live a healthier, sustainable lifestyle. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to as many people as possible. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode number one of the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. We are so excited to start this podcast. Both Marissa and I wanted to start a podcast, and after some discussion, we decided to go about this together. And everything really happened really quickly, but honestly, I think that working together had made us get things done faster than we would have on our own. If you're new to one or both of us, we'll give you a little intro and background on each of us today. But first, let's talk about the goals of this podcast. We want to spread knowledge on training, nutrition, competing, and really just debunk any myths or common misconceptions there are in the fitness realm. We both have a huge passion for helping others improve each and every aspect of their lives and hope this podcast attributes to becoming better and growing as a person. It's our goal to share the ups and downs of our journeys as well as others. We're very new to podcasting, but are so excited to have you all along for the ride and can't wait to grow together. So with that, welcome to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and let's jump into more about us and what got us to this point. Alrighty, so I will kick it off and I'll tell you guys about my background, how I got into all this, how we got to where we are today. Um, so wow, it's a good story. So essentially I grew up an athlete. I think a lot of people in this industry have that in common. We kind of grew up with that competitive background, but even some people don't, and they still end up in this space, but I definitely had that background. I played pretty much every sport that was imaginable growing up. Like I tried everything at least once, maybe twice. And, uh, some, some of the sports I didn't really like, for example, I really don't like playing soccer, no offense to my soccer players who are listening, but I just don't have foot eye coordination. (laughs) So that's not for me. But when I started playing volleyball, I started playing it at a week long summer camp. And it was just kind of like a, hey, get to know the sport type of camp, fell in love with it and pretty much just dropped everything else that I was doing at the time I was playing house volleyball, basketball, uh, soccer and lacrosse all in the same year. I dropped everything the next year and I was like, this is it. This is my thing. I love this. I don't, I can't explain it. It's just, this is it. This is it for me. So I went all in on that through middle school, high school, and was pretty serious about it. And I uh, was a pretty competitive athlete for that. So I would play year round for volleyball. 
And it was really about sophomore year of high school that I started getting into fitness, mainly, honestly, because of social media. And that's a lot of people's gateway in nowadays, especially with how saturated the industry is now. But Instagram was really kind of just getting started at this point. But I was following a good number of fitness influencers and started noticing, you know, hey, I really like the, the muscle tone on these girls' arms or the shapeliness of their legs or their core. And I wanted to shape my body to look like that. So I started looking into resources on through Instagram and then through the internet and figuring out what it is I should be doing with my nutrition. And of course, I made tons and tons of mistakes doing that. But luckily, I was I was able to find some actual pretty good resources. Um, at the time, some of the bigger names in, in the fitness space were uh, Lane Norton, who's still pretty big today. Um, and I think Emily Hayden, Amanda Bucci, those were some names that like I followed back in the day that were were super big influences on me and, and how I perceived dieting and, and what they were doing. So I, I latched on to flexible dieting pretty quickly, pretty early on in my journey um, and started tracking my food. And I think, you know, a year into that junior, senior year of high school, I probably wasn't doing the best job at it. Um, I was definitely under eating and over exercising, which is a really big thing that we see with women in general today. Uh, but I was able to get out of that with the help of those influencers and social media, funny enough. And once I finished playing volleyball in senior year of high school, basically just took a deep dive into fitness at that point. So my senior year high school season was over, uh, wasn't playing club that year and decided to just go all in on the gym. I was loving working out and I wanted to learn more about resistance training. And I was seeing all these people on social media lifting and, and lifting heavy and building the bodies that they wanted and I wanted to do that. So this was when it really started. Um, I got a job working the front desk at a local gym I was there all the time. I would work out before my shift or after my shift. And basically, if I wasn't at school, I was there. And that became my life. And uh, from there, graduated high school. Uh, the plan was actually go to go to the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, go Longhorns. I know that. <laughs> I think I told you probably once or twice, but like it was so long ago. I, I forget that I was supposed to as well. Yeah. Um, but pretty much the day before the housing deposit was due to like lock everything in. Um, I had gone and looked at a lot of schools in Texas, actually. Um, I dropped out last minute. Uh, my heart wasn't in it. And uh, to be honest, I stayed back for a boy. And <laughs> yeah, you know, we do that. <laughs> But it ended up working out, honestly, for the better. So uh, once I was no longer going to school in the fall, I needed to do something with my time. So I crash studied for and certified with the NSCA for my CPT, my certified personal trainer. And uh, I asked the gym, hey, if I do this test and I get my certification, will you guys let me uh, move from the front desk to being a trainer here? They said, sure. And that's what happened that summer. Uh, so I trained there for a year in person. And that spring after the fall that I did not uh, go to school, I started at George Mason in the spring, which is where I got my undergrad. 
Um, and I also started my online coaching business that next spring as well. So this was in 2016. And I was, again, influenced a lot by social media. I was now seeing people competing and uh, starting their own online businesses for coaching. And I thought, wow, I really want to do that. You know, I can work from home. I don't have to train people in person. I can make my own rules. So I thought that was really cool. And with starting school in the spring, I wanted to have something that was a little bit more flexible for my schedule. So I really just jumped on in, didn't really question myself, but just went for it, started the business. I uh, had a really ugly first website, but it was there. <laughs> and uh, I was just head first into this whole fitness thing at this point, And I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. And if it goes somewhere, then it goes somewhere. Um, at the same time, I was beginning my first journey to the stage that year. So I started my business and prepped for my first show in the same year. So 2016 was a lot of firsts, um, competed in my first season. And from there, not a lot of super eventful stuff has happened, but I was just <laughs> continuing to grow the coaching business and letting it become what it is now and just continually improving it from the inside out. And to look at, you know, where I am today compared to where I was in 2016, it really has uh, amazed me how far you can take something just by being consistent with it and always trying to better yourself. Um, so yeah, since then I competed one more time. Uh, well, I guess two more shows in 2018 was my most recent season. Um, recently I have in the past two years gotten back into playing volleyball in the adult community here uh, in Northern Virginia, which is really awesome. Shout out to all my volleyball friends who are listening. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been able to kind of get the best of both worlds now with uh, just the lifestyle, bodybuilding, coaching, playing volleyball, and uh, really just making my business more well-rounded from the inside out. So that is uh, me and everything I'm doing. Um, and I guess the most recent thing I've added to my repertoire is uh, this summer I studied for my CSCS, which is a certified strength and conditioning coach with the same organization. And it basically is a qualification to work with collegiate and pro athletes, uh, which falls under that volleyball niche very well for me. So yeah, now I'm starting my master's in, in kinesiology now that I've graduated undergrad uh, at Mason and just continuing to better myself. And, you know, in four years, 2024, we'll see where this business and where everything has gone from there because a lot of crazy stuff has happened since uh, 2016 to now. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Well, yeah. I would say that I have a very, very similar story to yours, which again, I feel like rings true for a lot of different people, but growing up, I've always, always into sports and same thing. I played soccer for a little bit, but that just wasn't for me, <laughs> <laughs> just not a soccer person. Um, so I switched over to volleyball or I'm not, oh my God, volleyball, <laughs> I switched over to softball when I was 12, and that was very, a very, very late start for a child in Northern Virginia. <laughs> so I picked it up really quickly, and I started playing travel. So same thing with you. It's year-long, so I was always, always in softball season. And I eventually made the varsity team in high school, and I played varsity for four years, and that kind of got me into weightlifting. That was 
my introduction, we'd always have conditioning for softball. So we'd go into the weight room and lift, but it was never anything consistent. It was just something that I did for softball. Once I got into college and I mentioned, you know, I'm going to date myself when I was <laughs> in college, it wasn't until my junior year that I got Instagram, but before Instagram, I was, <laughs> I got a magazine subscription from my mom for <laughs> Oxygen Magazine. And I fell in love with the cover models and the physiques that they had. And I loved the strong versus skinny type attitude that they had and being very functional when it came to fitness. So I started getting more involved and doing more research. And at the time it was very clean eating based. At least that was kind of what I had gathered from the magazines and, and just from, I feel like that was just the information that was out at that time. So I was, you know, I would, I wouldn't say orthorexic like to that point, but I was very, very, very clean eating, not processed and any of that stuff. And I'm sure I drove my family crazy, but it wasn't <laughs> until I got Instagram, I think my junior year, where I started seeing more people talk about flexible dieting. So I started to get into that, you know, if it fits your macros. And the more people I followed on Instagram that were into fitness, the more I saw competing as a avenue or another realm of fitness. So I started thinking about wanting to do that. And I never really thought I would eventually do it just because at the time, um, so when I graduated college, I graduated from James Madison University and I got my um, BS in psychology. From there, I went on to grad school at Marymount University where I got my master's in school counseling. But that was the main reason I was debating about competing because when you are working for a school or within a school, you have to worry about your students finding you. You have to worry about administrators, what other teachers or staff members, or especially what the parents are going to think. And I almost let that hold me back from competing, but I eventually just went for it because I was like, you know what? I don't want to be 80 years old and resent that I never tried, at least tried and see where it took me. So in 2015, I started prepping for my first show and I competed in 2016, 2017. And then I took a long time off and started competing again in 2020. So that's how I got into competing just because I needed a, another outlet for competing because I'm a highly competitive person. I did, you know, another four years of club softball when I was at James Madison, but after, you know, after undergrad, I didn't really have anything to do. So I started getting more into lifting and it wasn't until I got to college and met my boyfriend. Well, not met, re-met, re I don't know, reintroduced. <laughs> <laughs> long, 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 long story there. Um, but he started getting me more into lifting on a consistent basis and not just when I had time. So it wasn't until after college, I got into like a five by five program and was actually going to the gym anywhere from five to six days a week. And from there, um, after I graduated, well, actually while I was in grad school, I had worked for an eye doctor's office for about six years, but I had transitioned to work for a tennis club. 
and they had a gym there. And so I would work with clients as a personal trainer. But once I got my full-time job as a school counselor, I wasn't able to do that anymore. So I actually took one client and worked out with her online and I did still see her in person. But she had mentioned that the two years that she had worked out at the club with trainers and versus the couple months that I had worked with her just online and a little bit in person, she saw more progress with me than she did at that two years. So she was like, not hooked, but she was convinced that online personal training can work. And so I started thinking, huh, maybe I can do this for more people. And I eventually moved to Texas away from my hometown. So I started taking on more clients from Northern Virginia, but still being in Texas. So that's kind of how I got into coaching. And same as you, Marissa, it just kind of grew and took off on its own. Um, but it wasn't really something I thought I could do until it just happened very naturally. Um, and then from there, I studied while I was in Texas for my NASM CPT, so certified personal trainer. And then I think it was actually last summer, or this summer, I can't remember, everything kind of blends together. <laughs> Especially with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it was last summer, I don't know. Um, but I got my um, NASM CNC, which is a certified nutrition coach. So I was able to get those two certifications and just kind of, I don't know, I just continue to learn and I you know, created a cookbook and like all this stuff. And it's just so crazy to think about how just following a passion has got us to where we are now. And I mean, now we're, now we're podcasting. That's really cool. <laughs> now we're here. You know, yeah. you actually reminded me, uh, so your first program was the five by five, right? Mm -hmm. So I forgot, I forgot that the first program I ever run, like you remember how bodybuilding.com used to be it. Right. Okay. Is like, it Jamie Eaton's? Eaton's? No. no, it's okay. even funnier. So okay. it's like back, back in the day, like 2016, like that was a billion years ago, but it really <laughs> was like bodybuilding.com was like the only fitness resource that had like free programs and back like, when they were free. <laughs> yeah. And like when, uh, they had like the forums and everything, mm -hmm. but so I downloaded the <laughs> Jim Stepani's 12 weeks to size. And that was the first program that I ever run. And I was like, this is a dude's program. I'm going to get awesome. jacked. I'm so excited. Like I like, and I ran that thing to a T and I think I still have that training journal. Um, and it's, it's so funny. I would print the workouts out and I would cut them and then tape them into the, into the notebook and then oh write, gosh. write underneath what I was doing. And it was so cute. So my first, I would say my first real program was the five by five, but honestly, I did the exact same thing as you. I started following the Jamie Eason 12 week program or whatever, but my problem was I just wasn't consistent with it. So I, I can't really call it like following a program, but that's what I did back when everything was free. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I followed through on the full 12 weeks, which I'm actually pretty impressed with myself for, yeah, but, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm going to get jacked. I'm going to get huge. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw pretty good results from it, but I was just a scrawny little twig back then. So I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. Me too. My <laughs> goal has always and will always be to grow my glutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine will always just to be to look like I lift. Yeah. 
or like someone could tell if they saw me walking on the street, which yeah. still has not happened. <laughs> so funny thing, um, you, you know who Marissa Wu is? Um, I think so. Uh, yeah. M Wu on, yeah. So um, I started following her before she was a pro and I, I mean, she's jacked now. Oh my goodness. Especially when she is getting ready for a show, but I was watching her stories and she said something. She was like, I love all the comments that I get whenever I'm walking around in like a tank top or something. Cause she's so vascular and people will be like, do you work out? And she goes, um, no, I just do Pilates from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just imagine, but I was like, I think it's hilarious, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, that's why women are going to fear going to the gym. Oh, absolutely. It's like, oh, if you just do Pilates, then what do you, like, what would happen if you touched a weight? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how Marissa and I connected. So when I competed, I had worked with a coach and then I ended up during my first season transitioned to someone who was more local, who had more of a knack for, I guess, for bikini and she had done really, really well at national level shows. So I had hired her as a coach and she was married. Were they married at the time? I think. Yes. Yeah. I think they were married or engaged or something. Yeah. Um, but Marissa was working with her husband. So we were teammates and I had competed in 2015. So in 2016, I think is when we first met. Yes. And I came to the gym that Marissa worked at and I walked through the door and the first thing she said was, wow, you're a lot shorter in person. <laughs> and I said, hi, I'm Christina. <laughs> I'm very to the point. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I like, I like to be blunt. <laughs> yes, you are. So I'm five, four. So I'm not like, I'm like average size, but Marissa's just very tall. So I'm not like a midget. <laughs> So, so like where that came from though, is when you see someone who only posts on Instagram, I, I feel like most people tend to just assume that the people that are posting are the same height as them until, yeah. until they meet. And what, what I noticed, the more people that I met from social media is that I'm like actually relatively kind of tall for a woman. I look really tall in this picture. I don't know if you can see it, but <laughs> on YouTube, yeah. But I'm just like, when you post some things on Instagram, I'm like, wow, I actually don't look like that. Like I'm, I don't look that tall. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was tricked. She made herself look taller on Instagram than she does in real life. I catfish um, Marissa to be my friend. <laughs> yep. And uh, now she's, she's five, four and somehow she's, she's still my friend. <laughs> yep. So that's how we met and that's how we started connecting. And I mean, we, have stayed remained friends even through the move to texas um so that's always been been fun yeah and we're gonna be uh visiting you out in a couple of weeks so we'll be yes. doing some podcast recordings together side yeah. by side i'm super excited for that yeah so the other thing i forgot to mention was back i think it was actually back in 2017 because yes i remember i was planning the wedding at this time but that's when we decided to run our first challenge together oh right. we did that <laughs> and we did that with our friend Kristen. so it was the three of us and we did online coaching kind of as a team and one of the things that we really liked doing was our facebook lives with our coaching girls and it was so much fun and i loved the interaction that we were able to get from the clients and we would do kind of this more like long form messaging and talk about 
topics more in depth that our clients had questions on. And it was just always super fun and very fulfilling. And so that's one of the things that we kind of fell in love with. And I mean, even so, if like I have someone who asked me a question, it's very difficult for me to just give a short answer. I'm like, well, let me explain this. And I use a lot of hand motions and, you know, I'm a very visual person. And, and I think that with a lot of topics, even on a longer, uh, I guess, I don't know how to explain, but on Instagram where it's something a lot longer than, you know, a couple characters on Twitter, there's still so many different little nuances and like a dichotomy. It's not this, it's not that. And you have to explain every aspect of a topic. So that's why I think podcasting is something that we both are really interested in and are going to love doing because we get to talk about things way more in depth and cover lots more things than just on Instagram. Oh yeah, absolutely. I really like, I make little Instagram infographics and that's like kind of my thing now. And uh, so that's a shameless plug, by the way, you can go mm-hmm. check out my Instagram page. Uh, I'm just kidding. But this isn't so I, I'm, but I make these little swipe <laughs> posts, right. And they're all about a certain topic, but even in those, I just try to cover as much as I can, but there's always going to be a caveat. There's always going to be a disclaimer. There's always going to be one person that this doesn't apply to. And it's so mm-hmm. hard to capture that in whatever 300 characters that you get in your, in your captions. And oftentimes before I would make these infographics, I was just writing long, long captions. And I found myself you know, deleting punctuation, abbreviating certain words and doing as much as I could to like squeeze as much information as I could into one little caption for the people that were going to read it. And just like with those Facebook lives uh, in the challenge group, uh, which was super fun. And I think it really kicked off the idea for what I started doing with my clients when COVID hit. So when the pandemic came around and, um, everyone was shut down at home. I thought that it was a good time to use some of my extra time to stream live with my own clients on their, on my Facebook group. And so I started doing that every single Friday at 10 in the morning. It just became a thing. And so now it's, it's my Friday lives. It's actually something that I list as an included feature in my service, um, for my coaching. And so it's, it's exactly this, you know, we go into, I go into depth on, one topic or a couple of topics and I'm, I'm able to explain all of those little nuances and all of the things that it depends on. Right. Because if we Mm -hmm. get asked a question as a coach, we say it depends, but you know, that's a little bit of a cop out because we need to explain what it depends on and what it might depend on for you. So depending on who's listening to that live, I'm able to better direct the conversation towards them and just give better answers and a more thorough understanding to my clients. Um, But again, you know, that's for my paying clients or my past clients, and that's not everyone listening here today. Um, So I'm really excited to just get this out to the public because now we can really dig deep into all these topics. And as many people that find this podcast can listen to it as possible, which is really exciting. Definitely. So do you want to maybe talk about, well, I guess we, in the introduction, we kind of talked a little bit about the goal of the podcast. And part of that is being able to talk just on a longer, more in-depth platform. And we really want to educate both men and women who just want to delve deeper into their fitness journey and learn. 
and kind of learn from the mistakes that we made. So hopefully you don't make them and can save yourself a little bit of time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and really just people who are looking to take control of their lifestyles and make it sustainable. So I think that Marissa and I could talk for hours about how fitness and, and nutrition and health is not just for, you know, six months, die down, you hit your goal weight and that's it, that we want to make it a sustainable thing that you can continue to do throughout your entire life. And of course, Marissa, you know, being as she is getting into the science and the nitty gritty, that's going to be her thing. And, you know, going in and interviewing people in the field who are influential, maybe to us, something that we have a personal connection to, or, you know, maybe a, someone that you really want to hear from that we can bring on. So that's just the goal is really sustainable science and talk more in depth and be able to get this information out to the general public. Yeah, and we'll talk about our experiences as coaches a lot too. So one of the main things that I'll say on an initial client call to someone who's maybe uh, seeing if they want to work with me one-on-one -on -one is I'll say, you know, I pride myself not first as a coach, but as an educator. Mm -hmm. And the most important thing about our relationship is that you're learning and that you're used, taking advantage of, of the education that I'm providing you. So it's the same thing with this podcast. What you're going to get out of it is the education and mm -hmm. what learning about the nitty gritty or the concepts of physiology or exercise science is going to help you do. And this isn't going to be like a lecture style podcast, mm -hmm. but we're really going to help you to apply this information to your life and empower you to make changes. Uh, because most of the time people are stuck or they're at a plateau or they don't know how to start because they're not empowered to do so. They don't have the knowledge in their tool belt to be able to take that and do something with it. So we're not just going to, you know, as much as I would love to just talk about research for like three hours straight, <laughs> We're not going to just get into the science and then leave you hanging with like, okay, now go make sense of it. We really are going to take that and apply it to what that means for you and what it might, you know, apply to your routine or your lifestyle or your nutrition in one way or another. So we're really excited to bring a bunch of really influential guests on, like Christina said, whether they're in research or they're in the fitness industry, or they are just great people to listen to. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I almost feel like our, our philosophies with coaching and fitness and nutrition just line up so well. And I think that's why we mesh. And that's the exact same conversation I have with clients on the phone is I want you to not just be like, Hey, here are my check-ins. Like, thanks. See ya. I want them to ask questions. I want them to be engaged. I want them to take control of their, of their lifestyle and, want to learn. And I kind of have this thing, like I, I am failing as a coach if my clients are not learning and I don't ever want a client or, or someone to feel like they depend on me to see results that I want to be able to teach them the tools that they can be successful on their own. And so that's my, I would say our biggest goal is to get clients to feel like they're comfortable to kind of like leave the nest and fly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah because the people listening to this podcast might not be our clients, 
you know, this, this is all about empowering you to take control of your lifestyle without a coach. You know, Mm -hmm. we're going to give you all the tools and the tips and tricks and the things that we do with our clients, with ourselves that brings them to the results that they see. Uh, Mm -hmm. But you're going to be getting it for free just from listening here. So (laughs) if that's not a sales pitch, then I don't know what is, but (laughs) the podcast is all free for you guys. Um, But yeah, like it really is just about empowerment and self-efficacy. So when it comes to someone signing on for three months or six months or a year, you know, if, to me, it's about making sure they feel ready to do things on their own after that time frame. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't, you know, if they do three months and they need to do three more because they're not confident yet, that we make the best use of that time possible so that after six months are over, they're out of my nest and they're, they're just mm-hmm. flying and they're, they're good to go. You've pushed them out of the nest. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, you know, I love you, but I don't want you here forever. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, I, it's, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but I do use the mama bird analogy and I'm like, I love all my clients, but eventually you need to leave the nest and fly on your own. And if you get lost and you need to come back, like, that's fine. Like you can, but eventually the goal is to have you move out because if you have a coach who keeps someone on for years and years. And of course it's, it's different for like a competitive bodybuilding, like that, that's very different. But if you have just a general lifestyle client who you are making them feel like they have to depend on you and they can't leave and they're not like, they're not going to see results. Like that is, that's bad coaching. And they're just doing that for money. They're just stringing you along. So I do use the mama bird analogy quite frequently. Yeah. And, you know, it's also different for people who I'll I'll tell clients this up front too, you know, Hey, I want you to be ready to go on your own at at the end of this timeframe. But if you do resign, then I want it to be coming from a place of you enjoy this relationship. You like to outsource the the responsibility, but I don't want it to come from a place of dependence. Um, So I do have clients who I have resigned for, like multiple years who are not competitors, but it's because it's not because they need me. It's because we really enjoy the weekly check-ins. They or enjoy the accountability the, aspect. Yeah. And they, they love, they love the relationship that we've built and you know, yeah. they, it's just a part of, of what they want to be doing at that moment in time, but it doesn't mean that they, they need to be there. So, um, Yeah. So do you want to talk maybe about the name of the podcast and why we picked it and what it means? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, the name of the podcast, as you can see, is the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, This one really just stuck out to us. I mean, we had a long list of names that we were brainstorming and it just took a while to find something that fit, but we really did just keep coming back to this. Um, And it doesn't mean that we live and die by barbell movements, or it doesn't mean that we only do clean and jerks and deadlifts. Like the barbell is more, in our opinion, a symbol for strength strength training and resilience um, and living that lifestyle. So like we talked about, we want you to take control of your lifestyle, make it sustainable, make it something that you always keep coming back to no matter what walk in life you are going through. And we really believe that this is a great name for that. Um, Just building your life around becoming a stronger individual. Wow. I don't know if there's anything else left to say to that. That was like, perfect. That's it. That's the name. (laughs) Well, I guess I do have one more thing to add. (laughs) Um, I mean, we are here 
to serve you guys, our listeners. You guys are our audience. We want to help you any way we can. That's how we feel as coaches. That's how we feel now. And anything that we can help, whether it's a topic, whether it's a specific question you have, that's what we're here for. That's what we want. So if you want to comment on our Instagrams, if you want to send us a DM or our Instagram for the podcast, any way that you can get in touch with us, if you have questions, a topic, a person that you want us to interview, we want to hear from you. So please review the podcast, subscribe, (laughs) Um, send us a DM, questions, all of that good stuff. We're here to help you guys. Yeah. And that aligns very well with our mission. So we really just want this podcast to grow and to help as many people as possible. So, you know, one topic that you suggest, you know, maybe you feel like you're the only one struggling with it, but we promise, you know, it's not just specific to you and something that we go over for a a topic request, like you said, might help a ton of people if this podcast continues to grow. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up this episode. So we hope you enjoyed our backgrounds and a little bit more about us. And I don't know what platform we'll be on yet, but whatever it is, make sure you're subscribed and you leave us a review. And um, we, you know, we'd really appreciate any feedback that we can get so we can continue to improve as podcast hosts. If you found it funny or helpful, you know, share it with a friend and you can find us both on Instagram. So you can find me at Christy Lynn fit and Marissa at Marissa Roy fitness. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you back next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how the podcast moves up the ranks and supports our mission to become accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.